I love what Dr. Cho says, and I quote, dreams and vision are the language of the Spirit. And last Sunday, we talked about seven keys to unlock God's dream and God's vision for your life. So again, if you are not here, make sure you watch that. We landed on Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, which says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not tarry. Though it tarries, the Bible says, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. So if you would do me a great big favor, and would you open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. This is the theme and this is a scripture that God has given us for our church and our lives for 2019. Ephesians chapter 3, and while you're turning there, as we begin this new year, I'm going to ask each and every one of us to dream great big things. Let's believe God for great big things. How many recognize a God dream is bigger than what we can accomplish on our own? I understand we have some of the greatest pastors, greatest leaders, greatest people in the world today, but a God dream is something so big that there's no way it can be accomplished, and yet you add God to the equation, and it is accomplished for His glory. Can you say amen? So I want to challenge us. I want to encourage us to dream God, uh, dream and believe God for great big things, things that are beyond anything that we've ever witnessed or experienced in the totality of our lives. The scripture that God gave me is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And in the Amplified, it reads, Now to him who is able to do super abundantly more than all we dare to ask, or think, now here it is, beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to the power that is at work within us. How many say that's a powerful scripture? Another translation reads, he is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or think. Now, I don't know about you, but I've asked the Lord for some pretty, pretty big things over the 38 years that I've known him in a personal way. I can think of some pretty significant things, but aren't you grateful that we serve a God that can move beyond anything that we could think, we could hope, or we could even ask? Can you scream a great big amen? I don't know about you, but that excites me about starting a brand new year with him. So here it is, CFC 2019 Beyond. And I want to give you three arenas today that I'm believing, God, that we're going to grow exponentially beyond anything that we've ever witnessed or experienced. Number one, if you're taking notes, in 2019, I am personally going to grow beyond any other year in Jesus' name. I want to grow personally. I want you to grow personally. I shared with our staff recently that, that there's nothing so sacred as when a pastor and his or her church grows together. And aren't you grateful that this is a a church filled with a culture, that it's okay that that we don't have everything figured out. We're just growing together. If you appreciate that, can we just give the Lord a great big hand? Because of that culture that the Holy Spirit of God has created, I'm telling you what, people are finding Christ and walking in freedom. Can you say amen? But I want to give you a few arenas that that we're going to grow individually in. Number one, we're going to grow in identity. 
And I believe that there are some of you here today that there have been people that have attacked who you are and what God has called you to do and what God has called you to be. When I first got born again, I was born again out of the drug culture and, and I had a lot of my drug, druggy buddies that they would start dogging on me. Oh, Monty, just give it another year, give it another six months and you'll be back smoking and snorting and partying. And I tell you, it's been more than six months, been more than a year. It's been 38 years and I haven't gone back. There's nothing to go back to. But you need to know your worth and who you are, and it's only found in your identity in God. Can you say amen? Don't you dare allow somebody that's temporary in your life leave a long-term mark on your life. That former, they're no longer in your life. Why allow that curse? Why allow that negativity? Why allow that to mark your life? I want the blood of the Lord to mark my life. I want those that believe in me that say, you know what, Monty, we're going to make it in Jesus' name. Allow the word of God to mark your life. Yeah, there's books, you know, how to be a better you. I don't know about you. I don't want to be a better you. I want my life to reflect the image of Christ. In a very real way, when you accepted Christ, you died. And the life of Christ stepped in. And now the life of Christ in you and through you is there to be a reflection of who Christ is and what he can do in the world today. I don't want to become a better Monty. I want to become more of a reflection of my Savior who loved me and gave his life for me. Can you say amen? So I want to grow in my identity. Um, I shared, I, re- I believe receiving the offering, I shared that, that I'm adopted. And have you ever, ever heard of that 23andMe? There, there's some DNA tests that you can take. I, I know everything about my mama's side, but I don't know anything about Tom Ramsey, my biological father, Tom Ramsey. I don't know anything about my, my biological father's side. So you know what I did? I took a DNA test. And you know what I discovered? My father is God. If you know the Lord, you may not know about all your relatives here, but I'm just trying to tell you, you are related to Almighty God. You have been adopted into His family. You are a child of God. You are a son of God. You're a daughter of God. You are His prized possession. Somebody scream amen. So I want to grow in identity. Next, I want to grow in my walk with God. I want to grow in my walk with God. Well, you're you're the pastor. You should have everything figured out. Um, Yeah, ha, I heard that. I'm not offended by that. It's true. Um, The first probably year in my walk with God, I I absolutely exploded spiritually. I I grew probably, I say this in all humility, I probably grew 10 years. Um, I grew, I just, God was, he's my all. And uh, it it seemed like, I grew to the place where I, I think, I, I, think I, I have most of this figured out, Lord. And then something, there was a transition in my walk with God that happened. It seemed when I hit 12 months that I, I had to dig a little bit deeper. I had to study a little bit harder. I had to believe uh, just a little bit more. And I discovered, and here I am now, the, the, the more I get to know the Lord, the less I know about Him. There's so much more. There is so much more in God. 
And I know many people look at Christian Faith Center and they're going, oh, wow. But I'm here to tell you, there is more for us individually and there is more for us corporately as a church. There is more of the Holy Spirit that I want operating in my life. There's more of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that I want operating in my life. How about you? Look at your neighbor and say, there's more than what you got. I'm grateful for what I got, but I know there's more. What about this walk with God? Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 and 2, which, by the way, is a scripture that God gave me 12 and a half years ago when I preached my very first sermon before you, 12 and a half years ago. The Bible says, when Abram was 99 years old. Is there anyone here 99 years old? Not yet. Okay. I I feel like now I look in the mirror and I'm getting close. Um, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, listen closely, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Listen, and I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. I stood before 304 people 12 and a half years ago, one location, one service, and I preached that message with everything I had, and God has been good. We're no longer 304 people. We're no longer one location in one service. The Lord has been good, but I don't know about you, but in my personal walk with the Lord, I want to walk before Him. I want to walk blamelessly. I want to, when I begin to stray, I want to make sure that I take personal responsibility I don't, I don't want to blame anyone. I don't want to blame anything for poor choices that I make. I just want to drag my life to the foot of the cross and say, Lord, you see my struggle. You see my lack of. God, would you forgive me? And he is willing to forgive. But I want to grow in my walk with God. I want you to grow in your walk with God. How many like a couple more verses? Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 6. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God, I'm going to claim this, the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills. And we want to claim that for the glory of God. God is bringing us into a good place, a God place in him. Can you say amen? Well, what about New Testament? I'm so grateful that you asked. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm growing. I've not arrived but, but I'm growing. I'm, I'm making progress every day. I'm making progress. It might not look like it based on a season or two, but never, ever, ever judge someone because of a season. Seasons come and seasons go. One season in the life of David, he was just this little scrawny, skinny guy on the backside of the desert with a a bunch of sheep. But the next season in his life, he is slaying that big old ugly Goliath. Don't you dare base somebody based upon a season because seasons come and seasons go. Somebody say good amen. Amen. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. We serve a God who turns things around. He is the God of unmerited favor. 
He is the God of grace. He is the God of mercy. He is the God of peace. He is the God of salvation. He is the God of redemption. He is the God of deliverance. He is almighty God. And there might be somebody here that might say, my life right now looks like a heap of trash. God looks at you and says, oh, you're not trash. You're treasure. You're not trash. You're you're, you're treasure. God loves you. He died for you. And he loves you in Jesus' name. Somebody shout a great big amen. Henry Ford, and I quote, those who walk with God always reach their destination. Next, I want to grow in Christ-likeness. I want to grow in Christ-likeness. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, the Bible says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. I want to read it one more time. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. So again, stop trying to be a better version of you and start becoming more of a reflection of Jesus Christ as you study the word of God and you read about the Lord. Emulate yourself. Savior. I want to love like he loves. I want to forgive like he forgives. I want to live like he lived. Somebody say amen if that's you. Can you say amen? I want my life to resemble him in Jesus' name. And I want to pause right now. And I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads. I just want to pray over us. Father, I pray that this, um, that each and every one of us would take this personally that we personally would grow in the arenas, in our identity, in Christ's likeness. God, that we would grow. And Father, at the end of this year, we would better resemble Jesus Christ. And I understand that this is going to be a year filled with tremendous victories. It's also going to be a year with uh, opportunities for us to be dispensers of grace, love, patience, mercy. So, Father, I pray that we would take this very personal. Lord, if there's even one person here that does not know you in a personal way, maybe somebody watching right now that does not know you in a personal way, I pray that right now they would say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Savior and the Lord of my life. I accept you into my life, and I promise I'm going to live for you all the days of my life. I pray these things. Jesus' name. Would you look my way? If that was you, and you just whispered that prayer under your heart, under your breath, rather, in in the foyer area, we have a place that's called Coming to God. There's going to be people that want to meet you. But can we just give them a great big hand? I know there's people here that prayed that, and I believe that they are born again into the family of God. So, secondly, I'm going to share something really cool. In 2019, I understand I want to grow personally. I want each and every one of us to grow personally. And in 2019, my family will grow beyond any other year in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Um, And I want to share just a couple of arenas that I believe that we need to grow in our family life. Number one, we're going to grow in our prayer life. There is nothing so sacred as a home coming together and praying. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, Pastor Bueller, I caught this from Pastor Bueller. He, he counsels and he'll share uh, husbands and wives that are having some struggles, some strife in their marriage. He just tells them, before you go to bed, join hands, don't close your eyes, and for 30 seconds, pray, looking into the soul of your mate. Pray God's goodness, God's blessing over your spouse, and it literally changes things. We're going to go and we're going to grow beyond anything we've ever done in our family regarding prayer. We're going to teach our children how to pray. How do we do that by them watching mom and dad pray? Can you say amen? Um, We're going to grow in our Bible reading. We're going to grow in our Bible reading. We're going to get the Word of God in our lives and in the lives of our children. Um, doesn't matter if you agree with me or not. This is a, a, a real reality. What our young people and our children are dealing with right now far supersedes anything that we have ever dealt with. We have got to pray for them. We have got to get the Word of God in them. That's what I love about our children's ministry, even our nursery and toddlers. That's not a child care. They put a cartoon on and just change diapers. No, there's worship going on. There's prayer going on. There's some rocking grandmas going on. There's grandmas, seniors, that they got the shirts. I'm a rocking grandma. They go in there and they just rock those babies. They pray over those babies. Listen, we better be pouring into our children and our young people because they're dealing with things that you and I never had to deal with. You know, uh, gender identity. Um, well, I'm not, you're not a boy or girl. When you get about seven years of age, you choose what you are. We had better get the Word of God in them or we will lose a generation. Can you say amen? So I don't know about you. Maybe there's somebody here. You need to dust, up your, dust off your Bible. You need to dust off your Bible. You need to get back to the Word of God. Stop listening to the opinions of others. Stop buying the greatest Christian book off the shelf. Get in the Word of God. I train all of our pastors, all of our staff, that it's okay to read devotional books, but you better be spending time in the book. Can you say amen? Do you know, and I got some really crazy statistics, do you know that they say that statistically under 50% of church attendees read the Bible? Do you know that nine out of ten households own a Bible and the average household has three of them? I didn't have a Bible in my house growing up. But man, oh man, my papa and nana, they had that big Bible. The colored big, I mean the big picture of Jesus. And I was just a child and and I would just look and, and Jonah and the big fish, that big old fish was there. So even though I didn't have it in my house, there was somebody in my life, my Nana and Papa, that made sure there was a Bible on display that all the grandsons can read it and see it. So I don't know about you. I just want to grow deeper in the Word of God this year. How many say good amen? Um, We need a true north. We need an anchor for our soul, and it is found exclusively in the Word of God. Something interesting. Do you know that you can read through the Bible if you will just take 12 minutes every day? 12 minutes every day. How many on social media more than 12 minutes every day? No, don't raise your hand. I know I'm meddling. Lock the doors. Don't allow anyone to leave. 
But if I can spend X amount of time on social media, I can spend 12 minutes in the Word of God. And if you will do that every single day, you will read through the Bible in a year. So I want to grow in my prayer life, family, in in the Word life. Here's another one. We're going to grow in quality time spent together. Quality time spent together. I read where one little boy, he spelled spelled love, and he spelled it T-I-M-E. I heard of the story of someone found a father and a son's journal from back in the day. And the father, he was high-end executive, and in his journal he wrote, took my son fishing today, we caught nothing, it was a wasted day. And then the son, on the exact date, the exact trip, he wrote, went fishing with my dad, it was the best day of my life. It's about creating moments with your loved ones, moments that they, listen, you might forget about them, but they will always remember them. We've got a picture that I want to put up here. It's a picture of um, my first grandchild, Jada Ray Wheeler. And uh, Jada Ray Wheeler is, um, she is, uh, she's one of a kind, but how many grandparents say all of our grandchildren are one of a kind? But about three weeks ago, Jada and I, our relationship got really, really deep spiritually, spiritually. We have in our house, uh, in our den, a a wall filled with crosses, Um, 42 of them. How do I know I have 42 crosses? Jada counted them. (laughs) So we're in the den uh, maybe maybe three three weeks ago. Actually, it was about two weeks ago. And she climbs up on my lap, and, and she says, Papa, do you think you could buy me my first cross? Let me say that's one of those, honey, you pack while I pray. Stevie Wonder can see she's getting across. So, Bethany worked an extra day last week, and so I had Papa duty at 316. I love that number, 316. I drove up to Jada's school, and I picked her up, and she had a little cross around her neck because she knew that was the day that Papa was going to go and take her to buy a cross. And so we drove to Hobby, is it Hobby Lobby? Hobby Lobby. And I let her look at a whole, they had one whole area filled with crosses. And that's the one that she chose. And she said, next picture, please. Papa, I got my cross. Now I want to go to McDonald's. (laughs) And I... The first McDonald's hamburger that I've eaten in probably seven years. And it was wonderful. But listen closely. Listen closely. And she's just so cute. Um, She told me, Papa, you are going to help me preach at children's church and at school tomorrow. I said, well, sweetie, have you asked your teacher? Nope, Papa. But if you're there, she'll let us. <laughs> Jade is six years old, and she wants to be a preacher like her papa. Isn't that cool? Prioritize, spend time, impart who God is in your life 
to your loved ones in Jesus' name. Next, we're going to grow as a family in our generosity. I believe that there's blessings beyond anything that we've ever experienced coming our way. Why? So that we can bless. I believe there is more favor beyond anything that we have ever experienced coming our way. Why? So we can make greater impact. I am believing for the greatest year that Kelly and I, my family, have ever had in the history of our lives. And I am believing for the greatest year in your family that you have ever had financially in Jesus' name, because I believe that is the will of Almighty God. How many just want to declare that? Can you say amen? I'm going to be more blessed. There's going to be more favor. There's going to be more finances so that my life can make a difference in the lives of others. Can you say a good amen? Amen. Finally, um, number three, in my, in 2019, my church will, will grow beyond any other year in Jesus' name, beyond any other year. And I'm not just talking about in size, because we will. But how many recognize it is not about numbers? It is about names. Now, I'm not opposed to numbers. Numbers. Um, let's see. Jesus had how many disciples? Twelve. There were how many people in the upper room? 120. Uh, matter of fact, isn't there a book in the Old Testament named Numbers? So I don't shy away from that. But listen, I want to make sure that our hearts are pure, our motives are pure, that it is about names. The moment we get our eyes on crowds and numbers, I believe that flesh can get involved. More pastors are shot down by success than any other thing. There are a lot of pastors that get so successful, they say, you know, look at what I've done. Um, I'm reminded of a a, a story I heard about a world-famous evangelist that that went to Africa, and man, there was just all the billboards, you know, come and see what God has for you. He, God moves in the miraculous. He will touch you. He will save you. He will heal you. And thousands came and were delivered and set free. The next year, there is a picture of the evangelist up there and, and a little bit of God. And the third year, there was just a big picture of the evangelist. God wasn't anywhere, and God wasn't in the house. How many recognize that the, 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 the path to greatness in the things of God is humility? It is humility. But I want to give you a couple of arenas, and I really felt impressed of the Lord to share this, that I want to speak in clarity following Christian faith and the growth of our church. Number one, we're going to grow in significance. We're not going to fall into the success trap. Success is okay, but significance is a must. Success is about you. Significance is about others. Somebody say amen. Um, Success is look at me. Significance is look at Jesus. We're We're going to grow in significance. I don't know if you are aware of this or not, but you are, we are a resource to many churches in Idaho. We are a resource to many churches in America. Some of our pastors coach pastors. I coach quite a few pastors in America, here in Idaho. We are a resource. God has blessed us so we can help other local churches, even the ones that aren't assemblies of God. Man, we give away a lot of stuff to our Baptist brothers and sisters, our Church of the Nazarene brothers and sisters. We believe in the body of Christ. Can you say amen? 
We are going to grow in significance. We are going to grow next in generosity, which will impact locally and globally. Pastor Dan, would you do me a great big favor? On my um, desk is the Kingdom Builders magazine. Do you mind getting that? I'm not going to tell you what color it is because the card was a different color than I told you it was. When you're colorblind, you know you see colors and they're whatever you want them to be. But we are going to grow in our generosity as a church beyond anything that we've ever seen before. How how would you like to to know how we did in 2018 financially? Um, uh, Excuse me, uh, Leroy, Gillett, where are you at? Leroy, you just run up here real quick. Just run up here. You you need a little exercise there. (laughs) Run up here. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't give him a hard time. He, uh, He told me, um, that he's ridden his motorcycle in 16-degree weather. And I said, anyone that can do that is my hero. This is our CEO at Christian Faith Center. This is a dream that God gave him how many years ago? Over 30 years ago, God gave him the dream that he was going to step into this position. And he said, and the church just kept growing. You'd hire a youth pastor, a worship pastor, this, that, and the other. But he never lost sight of his dream. And here he is, the CEO of Christian Faith Center. Would you just give him a great big hand? Next Sunday, we are going to go public about something that we have been praying about, dreaming, dreaming about, strategizing about since uh, January, February, March of last year. And we are going to be handing out a beautiful CFC Kingdom Builders magazine to every single one of you. And it is filled with local initiatives, global initiatives in Jesus' name. Last year, we set another financial record. We beat last year, by the way, or the year before, 2017, was a record year for us financially. Every year we set financial records. But 2018, we set a huge financial record. We were over 10% 2018 over our record year 2017. And we just want to say thank you, Lord. Can we put our hands together and say thank you, Lord? That is a financial miracle. And because of that, I mean, I, I shared that little, the, the names that were born, experienced their first Christmas. But listen, we are going to go beyond anything we've ever even hoped, dreamed, or imagined according to the power of God at work in us because our God is a beyond God. Can you scream amen? Don't miss next Sunday. We're going to be handing these out. Leroy, thank you, brother. We're going to be handing that out to everyone Next Sunday, Kingdom Builders. We're going to grow locally, globally, and through uh, campus expansion in Jesus' name. Here's a big one. Here's a big one. Um, and, And perhaps one of the most important. We're going to grow in unity. We're going to grow in unity. We're going to grow in unity. Let me just tell you, was there an issue? No. We have never been as unified as we are right now this, this Sunday. Never have we been this unified. And if there's one thing that I've learned after, you know, leading and preaching for 30 years, if the enemy is after anything, he is after the local church by trying to bring division and discord. And the Bible, Old Testament 
through the New Testament talks about the, 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 the devilish, horrible thing called disunity and dissension. And we're going to grow in unity. This is our church. This is our family. Just be talking smack about one of my pastors. Matter of fact, we're going to stand up for one another. Why? Because we are the blood-bought bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the body of Christ. Perfect, no. Forgiven, yes. Growing, yes. Together, yes. In unity, yes. In Jesus' name. It's been inter- interesting. I've had, got some of my pastor buddies pastoring larger churches than this that uh, just a little, did you hear about, or I disagree with that, and there's a phone call, and there's another phone call, and boy, did you hear about, or did you, and it literally has destroyed their churches. I have one friend in Arizona that pastors a very large church that his worship pastor just took 800 people from his church and started a church a mile down the road. I just heard uh, Pastor Dave Whaley. I I just hung out with him in Starbucks yesterday. Um, Just having a regular coffee, though, not a mocha. And he was telling about Pastor Neiman, who is his cover, Charles Neiman, in Texas. He had to stand up before his people. He said, hey, there's, there's one of our staff pastors that... It's gotten back to me that, that uh, he's sowing seeds of rebellion and discord, and he's talking smack about me, about our church, our vision. And, and I just want to let you know that he's planning on taking a retreat and taking 800 of our leaders to a retreat, and he's going to launch a church at that retreat. So what do you think the people, they, they, they pushed away for this uh, rebellious. Listen, rebellion is of the sin of witchcraft. We are unified. We are better together. Will it ever be perfect? Absolutely not. But our Savior is. Okay? So we're going to grow in our, we're going to grow in our union. We're, we, we're more unified than we've ever been right now, this very moment. Next, we're going to grow in community. And this is such a big one. Is there anyone else that you're a bodybuilder like me? You lift weights? Why are you laughing? <laughs> Tammy, would you stand up real quick, please? Um, this, this lady in our church, she is a police officer, and uh, she's a, a, a bodybuilder. And I, I've watched her journey. She's, she's just remains standing. If you don't mind, please. Um, if you mind, please sit down. Don't rush me. You will hurt me. Uh, but, but I watch her lifting. And can I ask you just a question? Um, if you were just on your own, you would not be able to lift what you're lifting now. Is that correct? It's called a spotter, isn't it? Some that will spot you so that you can put that extra 10 pounds or extra 150 pounds on. And just in case you fail, they're there to spot you so you don't get hurt. Can I tell you, you need a spotter in your life. Where is a spotter found? It's found in community. Where do you find community? You find community in groups. We're, we're, we're going to relaunch groups when? February 10th, we're relaunching our groups. They're on just a little Selah to recover, rest. We launched last year with 72 groups. 72. Wouldn't surprise me if we launched with 100 groups. But it is my heart and certainly the heart of God that every single one of us is either leading a group or in a group because you need people to push you beyond what you can do on your own. Can you say amen? So we're going to grow in community in Jesus' mighty name. 
I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to believe God for big things this year. Things beyond anything you've ever witnessed or experienced in Jesus' mighty name. I, I thought we'd end the service today. We're going to be writing hopes and dreams and bringing them to the altar area. But I thought what we'd do, there's something powerful when a, the body of Christ comes together in unity, one place at one time, under one roof. And we're doing this on all of our campuses, by the way. But we're, we're just one church, Christian Faith Center, by the way. But I, I thought it would be good to, to just shout out a public declaration. There's something powerful when you speak the Word of God. There's something powerful when you start talking faith. You start talking hope. There's something powerful. And there's something really significant when we do it together. So would you stand to your feet? And and could I get that declaration that we're going to read? Actually, we're not going to read it. We're going to shout it. There are, there are quite a few public declarations that we're going to be shouting. And as we get toward the end, some others will come up. But I, I, let, let, let's, 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 uh, let's shout this with everything we have. Listen, to those of you who had a horrible year, I'm just trying to tell you. Your answer is praise. Yes. Yes. I feel like I was in a cave. I feel like I got abandoned. I feel like I, I suffered such loss. Listen, praise will get you out of the cave. If you're in a cave, you've got to praise your way out of out of the cave. And you got to proclaim the goodness of God. And we're going to do that together in Jesus' name. As a matter of fact, on the count of three, let's just give the Lord a great big hand. One, two, three. All of us. Come on. It's going to be good. It's going to mark your life. It's going to mark our life individually, our family, and our church. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. One, two, three. There is no promise too hard for God to fulfill. There is no prayer too big for God to answer. There is no problem too big for God to solve. There is no disease God cannot heal. There is no heart God cannot mend. There is no relationship God cannot restore. There is no sin God cannot forgive. There is no bondage God cannot break. There is no, let's go, one, two, three. There is no need God cannot meet. There is no mountain God cannot move. There is no enemy God cannot defeat. There is nothing my God cannot do. Can you scream amen? Woo! Speaking that over our individual lives. Speaking that over our family. Speaking that over our church. In Jesus' mighty name, can you scream amen?